0: Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
1: Quiet on the set. The very important <laughs> uh, podcast program is being recorded now, so please turn the mowers off. <sighs> um,
2: we, I think we live. Stop chirping, birdie. We've
1: relocated to the uh, lawn mowing capital of the world, but there's, there's no. It's a, the
2: lawn mowing and whipper snippering capital oh,
1: and of the leaf, world, and leaf blowers. So it's the trifecta of uh,
2: rainbow uh, loricates <laughs> all around.
1: <laughs> Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. Lovely to have your company. Uh, what a great show we have for you. This is a beauty.
2: I reckon this is one of the funniest ones we've ever done. One of the most unexpectedly. <laughs> Well, it, it went off in all different tangents. Oh,
1: did it ever! Uh, our guest is Sam Kekovich. Now, Sam, uh, there's a generation that don't know that Sam mm. is a premiership player in yes. the in the AFL. 1975, North Melbourne premiership player, one of the most colourful characters <laughs> of his time as a player. Uh, if if social media had been around when Sam was around, <laughs> my goodness me, he appeared with just a football covering his nether regions on the front of the Truth <laughs> yeah, newspaper. Yeah. But now he
2: is Australia's Lambassador. Yes,
1: and uh, we're going to talk to him about that and a whole lot of other things <laughs> <laughs> that we didn't expect to talk about.
2: I was going to say, you don't even want to know, but you definitely yeah, do. you do.
1: It's a, it's a lot of fun and uh, he's a terrific bloke. And uh, the, the new ad is just, yeah. if you haven't seen it, we'll put it up on our social media platforms, but I'm sure you've seen it's it It's my
2: favourite now. so far.
1: It is a ripper. It is an absolute beauty. So uh, it would be un-Australian <laughs> of us not to get to Sam and to have a, a chat and to share that with you right now. And then we'll get to our food poll later, which is... Well, otherwise, how are you going, muscles? Uh, oh, yeah, muscles. Yeah. <laughs> n- n- not, on my, not on my menu card. Uh, Got to snip
2: the little beard off.
1: But on a lot of people's. So you'll find oh. out more about that. But first, let's get to the one and only Sam Kekovic. You're listening to
2: Food
0: Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. <coughs> what is this? Where am I? Man, how's that on Australia? All I said was, bon appetit!
1: Welcome to the program and thank you for joining us. It's obviously a very busy time of the year for you uh, as the Lambassador of the world.
0: It is indeed. Uh, It comes around... uh Unfortunately, this time in my life as I approach the Fridays and Saturdays of my life cycle, it comes around a bit too rapid for me. <laughs> Once upon a time in the early days, it was okay, but now, God, by the time I blink, another 12 months is around. Who would have said that 20 years ago? Almost 20 years since our initial campaign. Oh, wow. But here um, we are still.
2: It seems a perfect fit for you, uh, Sam, the whole uh, direct uh, dry to camera monologues. Is that, is that how it feels for you? Is it just a natural fit?
0: Uh, in that regard, yes. I didn't know where you were, what <laughs> you were alluding to, my, somewhat, my corpulent feature or my corpulent uh, anatomy. <laughs> but now that you're
3: <laughs>
0: referring to my erudition and width, well, I'll, uh, I'll be compliant and I'll concede on that score. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty much what you see is what you get with me. Uh, there's no fine lines or there's nothing concealed or there's nothing, no presiding with me. I'm the, I'm, the, I'm a genuine article and I'm a great ambassador, I might add, not because of my, uh, my oratory skills or my people skills, but the fact that I'm a genuine lover of lamb. It is my favorite meal and, uh, I think as a writer, it was in my contract of having twenty-one lamb meals a week—the easiest thing—that's <laughs> yeah. so the easiest part of the uh, contract to fulfil. Let me assure you.
1: Well, let's go back <laughs> to your Myrtleford for days. So are you meat and three veg? Did you grow up as a meat and three veg or meat and two veg uh, boy in the bush?
0: We did indeed. Kev, you should know that very well. We're uh, <laughs> bush people. The Sunday roast and seven veg, or, and of course, what was the other—the uh, other specific feature about that Sunday roast? If you had a a, a medium family, a large family like we were, three boys, there would always be that mad dash for the oven to knock off the knuckle of the uh, leg at the end. Remember that? And if you're fortunate enough to uh, negotiate a passage through some very uncharted waters to escape the wrath of mum and dad and then a couple of other uh, brothers who were equally as desperate as I was, and got away with it, Wow, what a day you had then. That was the culinary delight of the absolute utopian quality. <laughs> was
2: every man for himself in the Kekovich No, oh, was it wasn't
0: ever every man for himself, but him. But I tell you what, if you ever got caught, well, lo and behold, <laughs> Sunday roast didn't quite taste the same, let me assure you. Yes,
1: yeah, I am going to say literally going the knuckle.
0: <laughs> well, literally going, exactly right. Yeah, very aptly turned. I meant to say... You know the old roast and seven veg. That was that's uh, very much a part of our DNA. It was a part of our DNA. Yeah. From still is. Yeah.
2: How did your mum uh, do the spuds?
0: Oh, mum! My mum was a great chef. Always roasted spuds. Uh, peeled them overnight, and then uh, oh, they had that lovely brown, that lovely mm. brown crispy touch about them. Ah, uh, yeah. But I tell you something: the uh, the veggies were consumed last. Because in those days, if you recall, um, you might be too young to recall this because you've been raised in a very, very liberal splash. Uh, but in that day, uh, if you didn't consume your lamb in the first five minutes of the uh, being served on your plate, the outer perimeter of your plate would resemble the boundary line of the MCG. <laughs> all the lard and all the fatted, <laughs> it would solidify. <laughs> Remember those days. Well, so it's it held us it through the meat and then we'll leave the veggies to last. They're <laughs> slightly more durable. They're not as perishable. Yeah, yeah. And then they
2: become a bit of a gelatinous sort of mound, don't they, depending uh, on how long they're in the uh, the oven?
0: There you go. We've painted the picture beautifully now. <laughs>
2: what came for uh, what came after for dessert, Sam?
0: Well, dessert, uh, yeah, we're well, big on too. We used to preserve a lot of fruit in those days, too. If you remember, you would know what preserving was in those days. You <laughs> oh, don't. yeah,
2: the fowlers for you cola know? bottles. My mum used to break those out along with oh, the ginger bottles. Oh, you read
0: that in the book. No, Sarah, no that it's, that it's bush. true. It's true. Sarah, please. <laughs> please. You know, you're all, all your contemporary lot are all about cream brulees. And those, <laughs> in those days, <laughs> we did the hard yards. We preserved, we were frugal, but, you know, we, And they were fantastic. The president, you know, we had peaches and apricots and ice cream. Uh, Mum was always uh, capable of baking a wonderful uh, cheesecake or apple strudel or something along those lines. Yeah, good old country for cooking.
3: Yeah.
2: I love it. And you've said, I mean, we talked about you being a perfect fit to be a lamb ambassador. that you actually do love lamb. So. Fast forward to the current day, how do you like your lamb?
0: Uh, in abundance, but uh, <laughs> no. <way.
2: laughs>
0: no, but, you know, see, in our day, you know, in our day I, did, but I was talking about a different era. But, in the, in the you know, I'm talking about the 60s. You <laughs> know, when you're talking about lamb, we predominantly just spoke about the leg of lamb, <laughs> you know, roast lamb and seven veg, whatever. But people don't realise uh, now there's 17 different cuts of lamb you can, uh, you can enjoy. Who would have heard of backstrap, the uh, loin chops, and the the shoulder of lamb, slow cooked shoulder of lamb? You know, they're culinary delights now, and uh, so many different cuts of lamb. So, how do I like it? I look, I'm a creature of habit, me. I just like the old cutlet on the barbie, Uh, any any good old lamb product on the barbie, and you know, a bit of olive oil, a bit of salt and pepper, and uh, I do like a bit of chili or garlic at times. You know, if I get really creative. But by and large, uh, the quicker I can get done there, and the quicker I can ingest it, the happier I am. <laughs> uh,
1: Sam, the uh, the latest uh, incarnation of uh, viewers, the ambassador, the the themes un-Australian, and mm. uh, and knowing uh, you know, with a name like kekovic and all that stuff, uh, how how does that uh, that campaign sit with you?
0: Oh, very very easily. I mean to say, it's resonated uh, not only with me, but it resonated with the uh, with the, with the pundits at large. Oh, yeah. Certainly, blended a lot of traction. But, of course, the underlying theme, of course, is, you know, was to think it's un-Australian, and we're mocking the overuse of the term un-Australian. It's something we should preserve. But the reality is that, you know, we've all been called out for doing something un-Australian, but the the ad reminds us that our collective differences are a cause for celebration and not division. Mm. And uh, what a better catalyst than the Australian good old Aussie lamb barbecue full of good old Australian succulent lamb, bringing everyone together regardless of colour, cult, and creed. Yep. And rejoice living on the best planet on Earth.
2: Absolutely.
0: So what? Yeah. So whilst it initially you think, God, oh, you know, being called out for un-Australianism, you know, how does it of do this you know having a, a surname like Kekevich, or and as you probably rightfully figured out, the derivative of Kekevich is not Anglo-Saxon; it's got a European connotation, which lends itself to a touch of slang. But you know, nowadays. Uh, there was never any malice or intent, you know. One of, one of one of the great things about our our society is that level of irreverence and satire and tongue in cheek, and we could always wash it away with a bit of wit and, you know, wit humour and self-deprecation. Yep. You know, it wasn't a cause for racism or a cause for division. In fact, you know, we came together pretty closely, even though there was, you know, it was a demarcation line every now and again. But it was certainly never created to World War Three or a Fuhrer. Mm. But, you know, the perpetually aggrieved now would have you believe that, you know, we've got these great divisions and, you know, we need to fight. You know, it's all a furphy. It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, what we're trying to convey is that despite our differences, it's a uh, collective differences is a great cause for celebration, not division.
2: Absolutely. So it comes together.
0: Yeah. And when you peel it back to its lowest denominator, it is pretty simple out there, you know. Be a decent person, and uh, you know, and it'll be uh, returned in loads in in, in buckets. Here,
1: here. I
2: guess what I took uh, when we talk about the simple message, what I took from that ad, and I thoroughly enjoyed it, was that uh, that being un-Australian is, I guess, what's perceived as un-Australian is what makes us Australian.
0: Well, totally right. Even though it might sound <laughs> double Dutch, but the reality is that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah, and that's why I'm saying our collective differences is a course for uh, celebration. You know, there's, there's nothing wrong with being different. Different sometimes is good. You know, challenge the status quo. You know, we're not uh, parrots.
2: Hey, uh, Sam, going back to your footballing days, I'd like to know over the years how your dietary habits have changed from your playing days to the to the present day.
0: You're breaking up. What was that?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Have you had to curb certain things or or give up certain guilty pleasures, or do you kind Uh, of um, take it? Things in um, moderation is key. What's your philosophy to eating?
0: What was that word? Moderation. <laughs> how do you spell that? <laughs> <laughs> I got it got a terrible suspicion I'm being set up for a big fall here somewhere on <laughs> the Not my at all. No, no, not at not not
1: at all. Not at all.
0: <laughs> no, I've never hidden behind any uh any curtain when it comes to those uh obvious foibles of mine. And one is of course you rightfully pointed out, how's it changed? Well, it's changed dramatically. First and foremost, the quality of food, and secondly, the amount the amount of food I I, uh, I tend to ingest. <laughs> but I've I was I was I certainly raised uh, some very good stock. We were country folk, and we always ate very well. That was a priority one. Mum and Dad always we were. There's never a shortage of food in our house. In fact, it was embarrassing when people called around because all they did was just get fed, fed, fed. <laughs> uh, so obviously, when I came to. Uh, to Melbourne to play football, there were certain constraints and there were certain things like fat levels, and uh, you know, there was scales. I didn't know what scales were until I arrived at North <laughs> Melbourne. And then some idiots suggested I, you know, I get weighed every Thursday night. I don't know why. Uh, and that was an effort to try to bribe someone to, to put me in at the same weight when I was three or four kilos over. But anyhow, so how's it changed? Well, Variety of food, I guess, is the obvious one. Yeah, you know, and you got to understand. which in my day, they said, uh, "Look, you have a big breakfast of steak and eggs." Wow, how good was that? Mm. Two big ribeyes and fourteen <laughs> eggs. How <Hell>, you could <laughs> have it. that's a, that's utopia. That's like getting five in the sub <laughs> I thought to myself, dear with But of course, all everything's changed now. They eat jelly beans and yeah, uh, you know, we used to have. Oranges at half. Don't you know. have jelly beans and high protein uh, breakfast muesli. Well, well, it was music I couldn't spelled music. There was, <laughs> was a stray, there was a stray cow or something. Anyhow, that was, and then of course even medicine changed. You know, I remember when I first went did my knee reconstruction, and then it was all about immobilisation. Remember, they had plaster of Paris. You lay on your back for two weeks.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. A plaster of Paris now. My last two operations, I setting them. I, I was up twelve hours later. They got me up on my leg, up walking. Yeah, excruciating pain. So it's all about mobility. So the, 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 everything's changed. You know, mm. diets have changed, Medicine's changed. It's all gone done the full three hundred and sixty. Yeah. The short answer is I've. Uh, I think it's quite obvious that I enjoy my food. I'm a mad foodie, and. Uh, Perhaps moderation's not my long suit either. So any other foibles you feel like extracting, fire away.
1: Well, one of the, the most obvious question is, can you cook? Are you a good cook?
0: I wouldn't say I'm a good cook, but let me assure you, I wouldn't go starving. Mm. I'm quite capable.
1: What, uh, what, what's, not, what's your uh, signature not, not the, dish? Have you got one?
0: I'm a, I'm a, I'm a carnivore. So, you know, mm. uh, I'm not that exploratory when it comes to all these uh, Michelin uh, restaurants and All these new, you know, fandangled sauces and all that crap. I'm pretty uh, traditional, uh, basic. Yeah. You know, put a bit of meat on the barbie. Barbecue is my forte. But I can also, you know, rattle up a bit of spag, I suppose, at times. What else can I do? Boil a bit of water in the kettle; that can help. <laughs> <laughs> the, the old two-minute two noodles aren't bad either. Sometimes right. you can whack them.
2: <laughs> oh, well, speaking of speaking of boiling, there's a lot
0: of ways of cheating these days, you know that. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so,
2: speaking of boiling the kettle, how do you feel about coffee? Are you a coffee man?
0: I am. Yeah, I have a latte with or a decaf with one sugar every morning. We go to our favourite little uh, deli. You know, we're medic about our coffee. I think most Malbanians are.
1: What about a, a a sweet tooth that goes with that, Sam? Is there a cannoli uh, hanging around or a, a cake?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: why a
2: cannoli?
0: <laughs> uh, why a cannoli? Where'd you pull that one from,
1: Well, I had a cannoli on the weekend yeah. and I really enjoyed it, oh. but it. Just it's sticking in my head.
0: You, you shop yourself, you guys. You <laughs> come from the press. Play that frugal Western suburbs roll down you through cannoli.
1: Don't
3: want to
0: talk about gross hypocrisy. God strike a lot. <laughs> 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 And holidaying in the seaside resort of Inverloch. God, how do you put that together?
2: <laughs> I know, I know. We're perhaps false I and should, fake. <laughs>
0: perhaps I should run the podcast, eh? What do you think? You <laughs> would want to be cross-examined by me, would you? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, not at all. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, from- no, we
0: love our coffee, Melburnians. let a. That's a trademark of, of the state of Victoria, the world's most livable prison.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we do do the best coffee in the world, don't we?
0: Oh, we do, without a doubt. If you've travelled at all, and I've been fortunate enough to travel fairly extensively, let me tell you, the big point of difference is our coffee. The rest of them got no idea sometimes. In mm. fact, I remember once I – where was I? I, I think I was in Paloma, I think I was. I asked for a latte. <laughs> They gave me an empty cup with another an empty cup, some coffee, and a big bucket of milk. Go and make your own. <laughs> that's, their, that's, that's their version of latte. You get you get separate. I couldn't believe it. I said no. I didn't argue. Of course, I said that part of it, but you don't argue. Yeah, <laughs> that's yes. the way I have
1: it. <laughs> hey, um, you mentioned you travelled the world and you've, you've, you've rubbed shoulders with some of the biggest, you know, names of, of world history and stuff, including an American president that you did a barbecue with.
0: Well, I spent a bit of time with the American president indeed. We filmed together in uh, both the Trump Tower and also the United Nations. Wow. Donald Trump, uh, yeah, I can say Donald's a friend of mine. He left me with a nice uh, letter and a uh, a booklet. and. His phone numbers. Yeah. So no, not too many can post that.
1: No, absolutely. So if you were having a dinner party at your house and you could invite anybody, anybody can come to the Kekovich household, sit down and break yes. bread with you, who would be on your list? For me, I'd have two mirrors. Both facing
0: me. Would <laughs> <laughs> give you the impression I enjoy my own company. Eh? <laughs> would
2: would Donald Trump be on your list? I'm I'm keen to know, Sam. Like you say, yeah. not many people can say that they have that kind of relationship or they know him. Oh, have so, no,
0: got a very close relationship with Donald. I've seen I've seen both sides of Donald. Believe me.
2: Oh, can you give mm-hmm. us a little bit of an insight encounter. to to? Oh, we, no. Okay. <laughs>
0: well, I'll tell you two things about Donald Trump. Yep. Now, and this is not political, because we're not political, all right? We're, we're all about unification, not division. But regardless of who you vote for, Donald Trump's never been a, a politician. He was a pragmatist who sees a problem and fixes it. That's what business people do. But I've got to tell you, when we did the ad, when I first met him, you go through a framework of protocol, as you could well imagine, uh, and he was absolutely charming. He was very generous with his time. Uh, and articulate. At the end, I said to Donald, I said, uh, initially, I said, how should I refer to you, Donald or Mr. Trump? He said, you know what, Sam? He said, I know much about you as you do about me. I thought, oh, that's a good (laughs) level. So I said, Donald. So I called him Donald for the duration of the uh, two or three hours of shooting in the boardroom. So uh, at the end, I said, Donald, you do me a favor. He said, yes, Sam, what would you like? I said, look, where I come from at the in my ads, at the end I got a catch cry called, you know it makes sense, I'm Sam Kekovich." I said, you've got a catch cry because at the time you remember, in 2010, when I filmed with him, he was doing The Apprentice. Mm. Oh, yes. You remember he used to look uh, in, and he used to he used to film it there in his boardroom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and he used to point out, he said, you're fired. <laughs> That's right. Remember when he used to Yes, do that? Yeah.
2: absolutely.
0: I said, you know, when I say, you know, uh, you know, it makes sense, I'm Sam Kekovich. would you turn around and say, you're fired down the barrel? He said, certainly. Oh. So when I went on with, you don't know make sense, I'm Sam Kekovich. He <laughs> turned around and he said, you're fired. <laughs> but in your case, he said,
2: you're hired. That's a fantastic story. There now, is. that
0: was a pleasant, now, that was the pleasant side of Donald Trump. Yeah. yeah. So when we were packing up to leave the boardroom, the secretary of 25 years came down and got me. He said, look, Mr. Trump would like to see you in his office. He really enjoyed that, and he enjoyed your company. He said, no one's ever been invited to Mr. Trump's office. So the boardroom's on the 61st floor, the board, and his office on the 62nd floor. And his office, you can imagine the size of, you can see Alaska from it. Overlooks <laughs> uh, here in Fifth Avenue, overlooks the whole of New York. And I get up there, he said, you know what? I said, I really enjoyed that. He said, now you, uh, I'll give you my book and my phone numbers, you stay with me and do whatever, I've got a card here for you. and You know, charming as any. He said, you know, he said, I know a bit about Australia. He said, I used to sponsor the pageant, World Miss Pageant, now Jennifer Hawkins. And uh, and then he went on. I almost froze. About ninety seconds of the biggest tirade of invective and unbridled abuse he ever shouted. I, I, I didn't believe it was the same bloke, the same bloke. And I can't I can't divulge the name. But he said the only other Australian that's ever been in my office. He said it's this, and he went on for about ninety. And I was desperate to find out, and I wouldn't ask. I just trembled there in my chair and then you revealed the name and I absolutely oh uh, was I relieved. <laughs> anyhow, he was fantastic. You know, I saw both sides I could imagine the White House over the years when he's had those respective tips with certain uh, ministers. Yeah. And you know how they said he was autocratic and had difficulty, oh I could well picture it. You know, he wouldn't stand he wouldn't stand for fools too easy. Yeah. But anyhow those guys are unique and they're different in their own right, but he was fantastic. With the ad, we had a wonderful uh, time, and uh, you can wield a bit of influence and power around the place, let me assure you. Yes.
2: I love that. We yes. had an insight into Donald the person, yes. not so just the politician.
0: That, not a bad little experience for a migrant son. <laughs> you know,
2: Absolutely.
1: Beautiful.
0: I so, gliding around the periphery of New York. There I was.
1: <laughs> what else are you up to, Sam? Are you, uh, I know you've got a podcast with Leon Weirgaard. What else are you doing these days, apart from being l'ambassador to the world?
0: Well, Ambassador of the World, I do a fair bit of public speaking uh, yeah. at the various uh, conferences and, you know, social events. I get the occasional opportunity to uh, spread my pearls of wisdom and my powers <laughs> of oration, <laughs> as, as limited as they may well be. Oh, no, but, they're not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so I do a bit of that. Uh, I do a bit of reading, try and put pen to paper and occasional little skits here and there. Yeah. So I uh, do my crosswords in the morning, have my coffee in the morning, enjoy the yellow orb when it's shining brightly like today, stay away from uh, the level of scrutiny that I'm subjected to this morning from you guys. <laughs> 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 well,
1: we, uh, we've we loved having a chat with you. It's been, uh, uh, as always, a very most enjoyable experience uh, breaking bread with you, Mr. Kekovich. Do it any time. Thank
2: you. Uh,
0: it's been the epiphany. Let me tell you, I couldn't have thought of any. He's still a lovely little boy for me.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: I was tempted. I didn't look. I looked at this cannoli on the side of that. Cannoli, He's Kevin. He's never going to
2: live that down. Now is uh, he?
0: Just throw a bit of at him Next time when you're surprised. Thank
1: you, uh, you Sam. Uh, thank you so much for your time, mate. And uh, we, uh, we we love the ad and uh, what you've done. So we we look forward to catch up again in the future. Thank Thanks you. so much. Pleasure. Many times. Thank bon, you. Bon appetit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's an Australian.
2: Right? Thanks, Sam. Bonjour. Bonjour.
1: You're listening to Food Bites
0: with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier.
1: Now, thanks to Sam. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I do. Uh,
2: I do. You had a cannoli I will, fixation. I will
1: never live that down. That will no, be. you
2: You realise every time yep. you meet Sam at a, an MC event or some function, he's the, going to bring up the cannoli. The,
1: the two things he'll bring up are the cannoli and Inverloch because, you know. He'll say,
2: Hillio, you've lost yeah. your Western <laughs> Suburbs <laughs> roots.
1: He will. He most certainly will. All right. Uh, and mm. If you haven't seen the ad, please have a look yeah. at it. It is fantastic. And if if It's you on the, our
2: um, Facebook page. And I just
1: want to say, and I've worked with him at a, few live events, if you get the chance to, to see Sam do one of mm. his live presentations, but please go because he is fantastic. Yeah. He is very, very funny. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much, Sam. That yes. well, was an eye-opener. And Always good
1: to catch up with you, mate. <laughs> I owe you one. Uh, now, let's get to our food poll. Muscles. Yes. Now, this uh, this uh, <laughs> this brought uh, an incredible reaction. Thank you so much for-, for uh, Oh, we like a polarising one. Close to the most vomit emojis ever. Oh. And uh, also the most <laughs> serving suggestions. Oh, in our food poll, well, isn't history. that interesting? Yes, I'll
2: start with uh Michael, get his take on mussels. He says mm. he loves a Vongole, Vongole, vongole <laughs> uh, the
1: bus driver bludger, oh. which is clearly a Twitter handle, <laughs> says yes, but I like oysters oh, better. Yeah, so
2: do I. Anna says, Yay, try a sauteed onion, add red curry paste, and pour in coconut cream. Steam mussels in the sauce and serve with baguettes. Now, that almost sounds appealing. I should have
1: said you should have a pencil and paper with you when we do this. Uh, Stuart says, I've never had one.
2: Susanna, you need them cooked in a chili basil tomato sauce, mussels with shells on and a heap of crusty bread. Oh, that sounds good to me. It
1: gets better. Stephen Quarterman says, I've only ever had one decent mussel dish in my life. In Fremantle many years ago, they're an underwhelming seafood.
2: (laughs) Faye says, I beg to disagree. Chili mussels are wonderful. You do need a bib. We used to have um, a mussel party after cleaning out our mooring. Oh, I guess you've got a boat. Uh,
1: Collet Man (laughs) says, yay, I love them.
2: Basa says, yay, gloriously scrumptious.
1: Uh, Lena Mercedes says, mussels are magnificent, just like oysters.
2: Anne says, one word, yuck.
1: Craig Gabriel says, in (laughs) paella.
2: Jackie says, if you're ever in Adelaide, the mussels at uh, Lark's Pier Hotel in a beautiful tomato chilli sauce, they are the bomb apparently, or a trip to, or uh, oh, Gulwa Goulwa Shack for the Vongole pasta. <laughs> oh, God, I hope I'm saying that right. And uh, the local seafood and fresh pippies, they are beautiful uh, local wines there as well.
1: Mervyn Gregory Hughes says, massive yes from me, a big bowl of chilli mussels,
2: bang. Oh, well, everyone likes the chilli, don't they? Mm. Lundy says, cook Italian style in garlic, chilli, mixed herbs, tomato, sugo which is the, you know, passata, yep. add parsley to garnish and mop it up with, you guessed it, crusty bread. Uh,
1: ben says uh, a yes from me. They look oh, amazing.
2: Old croaky. It's a nope from me. Dishes, including these tough pieces of hard work, always have something added for flavour.
1: Yeah, to camouflage it a bit, I think. Simon Hill just puts a vomit emoji up. Thanks, Simon. <laughs> Tony says, yep. Uh, Tony Tanali says, sorry to offend others who like mussels, but uh, several vomit emoji.
2: <laughs> Cherie says, yes, especially the ones that fish and chip shops used to sell in a jar. They were
1: on the counter. <laughs> They're the most unappealing looking uh. things I've ever seen. Uh, Sue Landry says, yes, if they are cooked in a rich tomato based sauce with lots of crusty bread. The bakers <laughs> are making a fortune out of mussels.
2: Terry Daniel says, yes, in a seafood chowder. Oh, yum.
1: Uh, Rebecca says, nothing from the ocean even before I went (laughs) vegan.
2: Artie says, nah, but I'm one of those that cannot abide seafood anyway.
1: I think that's the first time the word abide has ever been <laughs> used in a food poll. Richard says, awesome, with a dash of vinegar.
2: Craig B, 1,000 times yay.
1: Jane Barnes says, yay, yay, yay. Glenn Driscoll says, delish. Lee says, look, I love them, a la naturale, with garlic and chilli. Bring it on. <laughs> that's not natural.
2: Glenn Rodder says, wacko, paddo. bring them on.
1: Sue says, I don't think I've ever tried them, but they don't look nice.
2: Lee Stitzer says, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and Lee would. Uh, Michelle says, most definitely. Annie says, no thank you. Muriel Cooper says, yay. And Wayne oh, says, Wayne. here we go. Wayne Strap says, look. Strap yourself in.
1: Good chefs say you eat with your eyes first. What a load of twaddle that is. <laughs> Nobody who is blessed with the gift of sight could find this plate of fishy unpleasantness appetising. It looks like something that delights in chasing Sigourney Weaver around in Alien. <laughs> or maybe the earlobe bowl in Jeffrey Dahmer's pantry. <laughs> Just savor that in your head for five <laughs> seconds. But it seems I'm in the minority. The French, Dutch and Italians seem to love them and the Spanish simply adore them, shells and all in pay <laughs> But I think that might just be because the beards remind them of their manners. <laughs> it boggles my mind that people love this rubbery sea garbage that uh, it's like a dried apricot flavour with bin water from a dodgy sushi <laughs> oh, restaurant. Oh, yeah,
2: you get the orangey water.
1: Uh, but oh. the worst thing about them is... They are filter feeders that grow close to the shore. Mm. Now, this means that they chow down on a lovely diet that consists mainly of heavy metals and human waste. (laughs) Oh, 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 what a delightful treat. (laughs) I'd rather run backwards naked through a cornfield than eat this. (laughs) Chalk me up for a resounding no. Backwards, oh, naked, through a backwards yeah. naked through a cornfield. Oh, uh, visions of
2: running backwards naked through a cornfield. The, the yeast yeas yeas win it. it. Yeah, the yays, yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah. Win and it. preferably with chilli by the sound of that. Oh, well, chilli chili and garlic. garlic and,
1: mm. Yeah, I must admit, old croaky I think hit on something. Uh, there's an awful lot of camouflage flavours used mm. with mussels. Mm. Not many people said, yeah, straight out of the shell, whereas with yeah. oysters... It's straight out of the shell into your gob and everyone's yeah, happy. Yeah. But with mussels you You've got to be careful to be, with
2: mussels if you're steaming them. I think the ones that don't open up are the ones you chuck, aren't they? Yeah. They've just got to open slightly. Seems, or is it the opposite? Oh, it, I can't remember. It all seems
1: too hard for me. Yeah. Um, my, my, too my, hard, too messy, yeah, too yeah. beardy. And and uh, I, I can't remember eating them, but I do know I have and I know I didn't like it.
2: I reckon I they remember. remind me in, in some part of you, Kevin. They're flavoursome and they have a beard. <laughs>
1: Uh, The Melbourne International Comedy (laughs) Festival can't come soon enough. I'll be there. Uh, Thank you for uh, listening to our program. Thanks for all the uh, all the comments, and there were so many more that we didn't get to uh, for the uh, for the food poll. That the new one will be up uh, as it is every Friday on all our social media platforms. Uh, Once again, thanks to Sam Kekovich. Enjoy the rest of uh, of, rest of your week, and do something that's positively (laughs) un-Australian. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with
0: Sarah Patterson and Kevin
3: Hillier.